Hey, are you here? Well, if there's any place to be here, it's here. <laughs> yes, you're here. I see you. You're tuned in to the Paul Leslie Hour, and we're glad to have you. It's a special episode today. It's the third appearance from best-selling author Natalie Goldberg. Natalie Goldberg's one of Paul's favorite recurring interviewees. Natalie Goldberg has written everything from nonfiction, a novel, memoirs, a collection of essays and poetry. She's a fantastic author, and she's done so much to help other writers. Now she's created something remarkable, the Writing Down the Bones deck. 60 Cards to Free the Writer Within from Shambhala Publications. And it's available at bookstores everywhere. Hey, if you're a writer, this deck of cards can really help you if you use it. But it can also be fun and more than just interesting. Natalie Goldberg put it this way. She said, this is my wish for you that you take these cards, grab the topic on one side, and write, write, write. Remember, no good or bad, just words on the page. If you're so inclined, you may reach out to help us keep this incredible library of audiovisual content we call the Paul Leslie Hour coming to you. Just go to www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. And now let's take you right here, Natalie Goldberg in conversation. Hi. Hello. Are you Paul Leslie? I am Paul Leslie. I don't think we've ever seen each other. No, we haven't seen each other. We, uh, it's always been audio until now. Well, it's great to see you. We've done uh, this is the third time we've done an interview and it's it's great to be connected in living color. And where are you? I forgot. Well, the before when we were talking I was in Atlanta, but I've recently moved to South Carolina just oh a month God. ago. You're in all these southern states. Where in South Carolina? In Charleston. Oh, I've been to Charleston. Not only that, I am doing a way, a gig at the Sophia Institute in Charleston on July 9th. Really? Do you know the Sophia Institute? No, I don't, but, but it's you so cool. find out about it. It's really good. It's really good. What is it? It's, a, you know, for consciousness. Okay. That kind of stuff. But it, it, it's for women and, you know, for she does really good work, I have to admit. So, wow, you stay in the South. <laughs> well, you know, the first time we talked, we talked so much about food. And I will confess that part of the uh, pull, the magnetism to Charleston is a, a lot of places to eat. It's a great place to eat. I used to go there to Sophia Institute, and I remember, I mean, great restaurants. I agree. I agree. More James Beard Award winners here than anywhere in the country. Wow. You know, I just read the biography of James Beard, the man who ate too much. <laughs> 
So I just read that. But Interesting. I don't. I, I have a feeling I could talk to you. Just go on. Well, what we are joined to talk about in this particular adventure of ours is a deck, a deck of cards, writing down the bones deck. Yes. And it's 60 cards to free the writer within. Yeah. So what was the birth? Are we starting now? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What was the birth of this idea to, to get so, the deck? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked because writing down the bones, the book came out in 1986. I have not done anything but write books and teach. I have been very legitimate and kosher. I haven't put out writing down the bones, book, notebooks or hats or anything. I've just wanted people to practice. And after it's been out for 35 years, I decided I have so many topics for people to write on. I decided I, and people don't read as much as they used to. So I decided to do this deck, writing deck, which is to take off on writing down the bones. People don't realize that it's completely tied together. And Shambhala did such a beautiful job. They're the publisher. Look at this. They even put a string. So it's so sweet. Oh, I messed that up here. Here's this. And then this little string, not string, pretty satin ribbon pulls out the deck. So, um, and this is the introduction and me explaining. I spent a lot of time on this. So I hope people get it. And then a card, each card, they did such a beautiful design. There's a, a topic on one side, and on the white side is an explanation of the topic. Because I wanted, this is teaching. I wanted people to understand. It's not just, oh, write about the ceiling. Oh, write about the door. I wanted people to understand how you select topics why I selected topics so they would understand because ultimately you find your own topics and ultimately you find your own language to find out what you want to write about. But I'm helping to guide them more with these cards. So I, I was happy about doing it. It was really fun. But then Shambhala did such a gorgeous job. And I should tell people, my guess is that they were printed in China and it was a big deal and it might not happen again. So they should get it because if it doesn't happen again, it'll be a rare thing and it'll be like a first edition. Right. I don't think it's going to come out again. Well, for anyone out there who is a writer, no matter what kind, I, I think that these cards will be not only a source of enjoyment, but also could really help you get things going. Just today, you know, in terms of me picking up in the pen and, and paper, it is a help. And you made a point that you said, these are topics, not necessarily prompts. Is that correct? Yes. I People have changed everything to prompts. And I say, no, it's a topic. And I'm very emphatic about that. And I think in my introduction, I want to read a little from the introduction because I never did. 
you know, I've never, they've come out and it's COVID. And so can I read a little from the introduction? We'd love it. Okay. This is my wish for you, that you take these cards, grab the topic on one side and write, write, write. Then flip to the other side of the card and take note, but don't linger. Always best to dive into the page. Through actual practice, the comments will be illuminated and make sense. You can follow the topics in their numbered order or choose a card at random. Okay, here. I've always used the word topic instead of prompt. Prompt is a starting place, but topic indicates more the idea of plunging in and immersing. Why write with topics? One, oh, and then I list, I don't know, I list four really good reasons to write with topics to start. And, and it's really how I write my books. Someone gives me a topic, I start doing writing practice, and I realize, oh, this could really go. And that's what I do. I really go. I come back to it day after day and just build the meat, <laughs> layer the sandwich. <laughs> but I don't know if you can see, they just did such a pretty job with stars. I mean, they graphically, I was right. excited about it. Did you notice that, Paul? Graphically, yes. how beautiful it is. I did. Really draws me in. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. Kind of relaxing to even just pick them up. They're not intimidating. They're they're friendly to me. Yeah. Well, and also, I want people to realize it's been 35 years since Bones came out. And this is the first time I have done something connected to Bones to help people out. So I'm thinking it would be fun, Paul, because I haven't used it very much. There's a group on Thursday mornings in Bend, Oregon, that every Thursday morning they sit meditation for a half hour and then they pull out a card till they go through the whole deck. Um, they pull out a card and read it, the, the topic, right, and then read the back. And every Thursday till they go through all 60 cards. Oh, cool. It is cool. But let me try just for my own fun because this is – I haven't done anything with it. So let's see. I'll pull out number 35. I have no idea. All right. Okay. So I'm not, I might blow it, give you one that's really bad. <laughs> when you see a person experiencing homelessness, holding a sign on the corner, what do you think, feel, do? Write about it for 10 minutes. Then Tell me about one specific person. You haven't paid attention? Look next time and tell me about him, her, or them. Now, it's interesting because sometimes when a homeless person comes toward you, you look away. You right. Know? But that, that's one of their painful things. Hmm. They want to be a person and they want you to look at them. Even if you say, no, I don't have any money, or no, I, I don't feel like doing it today. But to treat them like a person, 
So let's see what Natalie Goldberg says in the back, back because I don't know what I said. <laughs> Do you know someone who has been or is homeless? Have you been? Tell me. There is the painful, concrete truth of homelessness. There is also the feeling that you personally don't belong any place. What's that like? So that's interesting. But now I wish I had also said in the back, look at that person. The thing that I just said now, please look at that person and honor them. And I'll tell you something that, what's the new Pope? Pope John? Is that his name? No. Pope, who is uh, it? I'm sorry. I'm stumped. I, I can see his face. Pope, is <laughs> uh, it Pope John? He's wonderful. To the point that I almost would convert to Catholicism. That's how wonderful he was. And he said to people, people asked, well, what do I do? And he said, he said, what if I give them money and they go and drink with it? And what I love what he said is just give them money. If you have money, give it to them. Even, even if they go drink, let them drink. Let them do. I wish he would say that about abortion, too. Have an abortion if you really want one, if that's what you need and that's right for you. I wish he could be that luxurious about that, too, mm. because it was wonderful. You know, don't be judgmental about them drinking. It could be their only pleasure in life. Now, I'm elucidating on what he said. Right. But it helped me a lot because... Now, no matter what, I carry money, dollars in my purse or in the car. And whenever I pass someone with a sign, I pull down, I put on my mask, I pull down the, the window, and I hand out money. But I often say, could you wear a mask? Mm -hmm. um, and once in a while, the other day, I thought, you're a white male. I'm not going to give you any money, which isn't very fair but you know they're they have an easier time in the world but that's my judgment so <laughs> i see so something that you put on one of the cards just recently i thought i noticed this was a, a great help to someone it just said if you're feeling stuck or i don't remember how exactly you you, you wrote it but start with i think Recently, I saw someone and they they were trying to get, they wanted some help with me with their writing. I found that that was almost like a magic phrase because as soon as I said it, I said, well, I think, and they started to type. It started to happen for them. Uh-huh. It's probably not, I think, more I'm thinking of. Perhaps. But that is one of my basic writing that I've done probably a thousand times. You know, I just, I'm thinking of, because we're always thinking, that's the nature of mind. It's always going. So you don't have to worry. Just keep hmm. your hand moving and it'll come out. You think you're frozen? You're not frozen. Get working. Get that hand moving. Even if it's just junky writing. <laughs> Mostly you do write. You have to write a lot of junk. To write right. good. I think you mentioned on one of the cards that if possible, go with pen and paper. 
Yes, probably. Because pen and paper, first of all, it's very economical. Right. Anyone can afford pen and paper. You know, you can find it any place. And but it's physical. It's your physical, you're using your hand, arm, shoulder from your childhood. And it's connected. And actually, they're making a great mistake now of not teaching script because script is very important. It develops actually your character. It's a developmental uh, moment. And so if you skip over that, there's certain things that don't develop in you. And that's why I don't know if people still know this. There are handwriting analysts who can read your handwriting and tell you all about yourself. And it could only be you could write, Natalie Goldberg is fat. <laughs> I could write that. And a writing analysts could tell me all about myself, not about that, my fat, but from the way I loop and the way I write. So, um, and most writers I know, at least the first draft is done by hand. I do all my drafts by hand. All do, by hand. Yeah, I do have a typist, and the typist can luckily read my handwriting. And I have them do three spaces. So there's a lot of space for me to edit. And then I handwrite edit, and then she does that too. And that's what I've done my whole career. Hmm. I have before I wrote Bones, I tried. I had a boyfriend who was big on computers. This was in 1984. So I bought an Apple computer. I hated it. I mm. just hated it. And it was $2,000, I remember. So I sold it. And I figured for $2,000, I could probably write, uh, at the time, I thought, four manuscripts. Because it took about $500 to get a whole thing typed. And it just seemed worth it to me. So I didn't have to sit and type. Hmm. And I gave someone a job. With the, with the computer? Typing, yeah. Hmm. yeah well, you know, well, I sold the computer. But right. for a while, it was typewriters. Don't forget, I was, I've been writing for a long time. So in 1986... It was still typewriters that people were typing with. There was a therapist that I interviewed years ago, and he said that he insisted on his patients to journal, but he said it was a an absolute necessity. He said it had to be paper. Good for him. <laughs> I agree. So yeah. For someone who picks up this deck, the writing down the bones deck, is there something that you want them to get from that? Is there so, is there something you have in mind that you would like for them to take away from the experience of using this deck? It's always to connect with themselves and get help them to have a direction in their life. So if bones appeals to you, this just deepens the activity of writing practice. I would be curious to know, you know, it's kind of interesting that every time we have talked, it's been around Bob Dylan's birthday. 
Oh, yeah, May 24th. Right. Oh, what's today? I believe. Today's the 22nd? The 23rd. Tomorrow is Bob Dylan's birthday. He'll be 81 years old. 81 years old. I'm so glad you reminded me. But June 2nd, I'm going to see him in downtown Seattle. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I've been nervous because of COVID. Right. It's gotten worse. But I'm hoping I'm going to double double mask and I'm going to bring lots of that stuff for your hands. Sanitizer. Right. Can you imagine I'm going to hear him in concert at 81 years old. It's incredible. Really. Eventually he will die on stage. And I actually know some writers who have died writing. Mm. What's his name? Who I, can I remember his name quickly? I knew his name. He's from Michigan. He's written a lot of novels, poetry, everything. He literally died with a pencil. He was writing and he fell over. And the page, his last page, you could see the line of pencil as he fell over. Jim, come on, help me. Jim. You said he's from from Michigan? Yeah, he's from Michigan. Hmm. I know I have one of his books right here. Um, this is not my house, so I just have a few books. Oh, Jim Harrison? Yeah, Jim Harrison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did not know he passed while writing. Yeah. Poetic. Yeah. Well, one of the things that kind of struck me about a lot of the cards was you look at some of them and and at many times, something that at first seems a little mundane, perhaps, I found resonated the most or kind of it created the greatest emotional response. Yeah, because the, the topic didn't get in the way, <laughs> in a way, and it was just very pointed. I don't know which ones, but I definitely had that in mind. Here, this is a simple one. Tell me about a body of water you are familiar with. Go 10 minutes. Let's see what she says on the back. Right. This can be a river, lake, ocean, lagoon, stream, creek, or spring. You feel no relation to any of these? Try the water in your bathtub, a glass of water, a shower, a gallon of water in those plastic containers at the gas station. You can find some kind of body of water, even your own body, which is 60% water. No excuses. Water is a great and necessary element. We need to pay attention and protect it. Ask the people of Flint, Michigan. Mm. So partially, I make it so you start noticing the life around you a glass of water, a shower, a tub of water. So it's really, I'm, I'm just, it's the same as bones. I'm just pushing harder. I'm pushing you more. Come on, come on. Right. Notice what's around you, what's ordinary. 35 years later, I'm still kicking. I'm still writing and I'm wanting to help you. So everybody, 
be sure and pick up the cards, writing down the bones, the deck. And it's 60 cards from Shambhala. And they can get that at bookstores anywhere, or they can go on Amazon, amazon.com. And or also, the other alternative or places you can order, too. R- right. Barnes & Noble. Lots. But it's always nice to go to your local. If you have a local bookstore, go there. And if they don't have it, they can order it for you. Right. Absolutely. Well, as we're closing here, is there anything you would like to say to the viewers out there, the listeners? Totally open-ended. Okay, I do. First of all, I found out that Paul is in Charleston, South Carolina, where I've been. And on July 9th, from 9 to 11.30 Mountain Time, ooh, which is, that's impossible. Never mind. Get in touch with it. The Sophia Institute right. <laughs> in South Carolina. I don't have you like at seven in the morning working. <laughs> I think I made some kind of mistake here. Oh, my. Well, anyway, I think it's a, oh, oh, it's 11 to 130 Eastern time. Okay. I'm going to be teaching writing at the Sophia Institute on Zoom on July 9th. So contact them. They're really a good group. And I used to go there physically, but I'm not going to this time. And also, don't forget my darling. This is my last book, Three Simple Lines. Oh, right. Hold that a little closer to the camera. Which I still am very pleased with. And it's doing really well. A writer's pilgrimage into the heart and homeland of haiku. It is a great book. Absolutely. Thank you. I I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Well, Natalie Goldberg, thank you so much for for spending some time with us. Always a pleasure. And thank you for letting me, giving me the opportunity to do the bone deck, because I realize I haven't talked much about it, and I'm still pretty excited about it. It just came out less than a year ago. A and great, I worked on it for at least a year. So it's a great resource for writers and also a great idea to get someone that you know that's a writer or is getting into a writing practice. Or really have for, for conversation. I just realized yeah. you can pull out one and have a con- people practice talking. Right. I think we're going to all need that after Zoom. Absolutely. Each other again. The cards are a great connection. Well, Natalie Goldberg, thank you so much. And uh, perhaps we will talk again. I think we will. All right. Bye, Paul. Bye-bye. Good to see you. Until next time. Okay. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song... Corina, Corina, 
Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.